0: Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck, and Jerry's here sitting in for Dave. So this is Short Stuff, the Happy Holidays edition. That's Uh,
1: right. Happy Holidays. This is good. This would have fit nicely in our
0: uh, holiday episode, but I like the idea of a shorty as well. Yeah, and we've got to. We can't just be like, oh, we'll just talk about pickles a couple days before (laughs) Christmas. You don't like pickles of any sort, do you? No, it's the vinegar thing. I love
1: cucumbers. You can ruin a good cucumber by soaking it in vinegar.
0: Yeah, I love them. Also, I know. I'm a weirdo. People love pickles. Yeah, I'm crazy for them. And also, everybody, you can save your emails. We're very well aware of the irony that we, I used pickles as an example of something we're not talking about, and then we started talking about pickles. <laughs> Is that a thing we do? Uh, it just happened, at the very yeah, okay. least. <laughs> we're talking about snow globes, though, right? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, And snow globes are really, really interesting as far as, like, the the backstory goes. Like, I had no idea. I thought it would probably be kind of cool, but it actually kind of knocked my socks off. So, hopefully, it'll knock everybody else's socks off just in time for uh, them to be put up alongside the fireplace.
1: Wow, look at you. (laughs) What a great rejoinder. (laughs) Thanks. Did I use that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right, so we're going to go back in time. Let's hop in the old Wayback Machine. It's been a while. Oh, yeah. Dust that thing off, and let's go back to a time and place where people worked by candlelight. Mm -hmm. And candlelight only gives off so much light. Uh, You can try different kinds of wax in the candle. Some of them might burn a little bit brighter. I think the beeswax candle is the brightest. Mm -hmm. But if you are performing surgery, let's say, or if you're a cobbler and you're doing some fine detail work or a tailor or something like that, then you might need more light. Uh, And I'm looking around and it's pretty dark around us. And so someone had the bright idea of putting a glass globe filled with water in front of a candle Mm -hmm. and it created a bit of a more intense flashlight effect.
0: Yeah. Basically, it creates a spotlight. Uh, and like a good size one, I saw it's about hand size, which is that's all you need when you're sewing shoe soles, you know. Sure. So this uh this trick um was what was trying to be recreated when the guy who is credited with inventing snow globes, um, stumbled upon them. He was a man named Erwin Percy, He was an Austrian, and his business was surgical instruments. He made them, and there was a local surgeon in, I believe, Vienna who said, hey, these new uh, bulbs from Mr. Edison are pretty great, but I need to make them brighter. Can you do anything about that? And so first thing he tried was that old shoemaker's trick, and he found eh, it kind of works, but not necessarily. Maybe if I put something in there with him, uh it will, it will work. Um, he tried, I think, some glitter first, and that probably would have worked pretty well, but it sunk too fast. So then he turned to semolina, which is... Um, Partially milled wheat that, that uh, it comes in the form of like uh, kind of tiny white particles. Yeah, you probably
1: have like semolina bread or something like that. Uh, they put it in baby formula back then. But mm-hmm. when he put the semolina in the water, it didn't dissolve and it stayed intact and it sort of was suspended a little better than that glitter and was white and eventually would trickle down to the bottom. And Perzi went, My goodness, it looks like little snow inside this globe. I think it might be onto something here.
0: Yeah. So, um, Pertsey is credited pretty much universally as the inventor of the snow globe. What's interesting about it is he most certainly wasn't. In fact, just something like 20 or so years before he um, invented his snow globe, uh, there was one that had been uh, displayed at the Paris Exposition of 1878. Yeah, in the form
1: of a paperweight, Uh, and it had a dude with an umbrella. Mm -hmm. And when he shook that thing up, uh, it would look like he was walking through a snowstorm. Um, This is not the kind of thing they have in a museum somewhere, but they do have a description uh, and a report on the exposition. So it it definitely happened first. I I don't think anyone ever accused Pretzi of stealing it. I think it's one of those things that was discovered just sort
0: of individually by different people. Yeah, and if he was aware of it, he, he wasn't inspired by it. Um, what's interesting is it goes even further back than that. All the way back to the 16th century, um, there was apparently a German alchemist named Leonard Thurneiser. Yeah. yeah, I'm going with that. Uh, who made, um, basically a snow globe, but rather than, um, snow, he filled it with birds. So the birds would just fly around. And this is 1572. Uh, again... A few hundred years before. Right. Again, I don't think Percy was aware of Leonard Thurnacer and his alchemy work, uh, he just kind of stumbled upon it. But because of that, because of the uh, Paris exposition, because in America in 1927, a guy named Joseph Garaja was given a patent for something kind of like the snow globe. It's a little muddy. The French, I believe, make a claim certainly for the inventors of the snow globe. But everybody says it was really Percy who took this idea and ran with it. And he definitely ran with it. All right, that's a good
1: spot for a break. We're going to go back and tell the rest of his story right after this. All right, so uh, Pretzi has invented this snow globe, files for a patent in 1900 for a, quote, glass globe with snow effect, end quote, uh, called the Schnee (laughs) Kugel. Schnee is German for snow, and kugel is like a globe or a ball or an orb. Uh, I've seen it as as like a cannonball or a sphere, but it's snow globe. Mm -hmm. Um, It took about five years only before there was a business uh, being run in Vienna uh, named Firm Pretzi, uh, and then they later changed the name to uh, the original Vienna uh, Schneekugel Manufactor. <laughs> no, I know, uh, the original Vienna Snow Globe Factory. And they are still making those snow globes, and it's still the family making those snow globes.
0: Yeah, it's um, Irwin the III, who now runs the show and has since the 80s. So cool. Yeah, it is really cool. And they're really high-end snow globes, too. I think several American presidents have um, commissioned snow globes from them. They take custom orders. So if you have a really cool snow globe idea and a chunk of change, uh, the Pertseys will make you whatever you want. Um I I this I'm not friends with them. I just have heard this before. So <laughs> I wonder if uh Erwin the 3rd was in the 80s was like
1: nine I'm, I'm going to be a uh like a, in a band like Kraftwerk. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and they said you realize you live in a castle would you like to see the balance sheet?
0: <laughs> and he went, "Uh eh, maybe I'll stay in the family business." <laughs> so the first 40 years chuck um they weren't it really associated with Christmas. That came later on. Uh, Instead, they were typically religious-themed stuff. One of their blockbuster sellers was the um, Maria Zell Basilica, which is a church in Austria. It's not in Vienna. I think it's more toward the east. Um, And it's a pretty big, imposing Baroque cathedral. And one of the reasons why they focused so much on this is because it um, it was sold as a religious offering to pilgrims who would come to this church. A a, souvenir? Yeah, a religious souvenir. They set up a stall, and they would say, souvenirs, novelties, party sticks. (laughs) And people would buy the snow globe, and they would leave it as an offering. Yeah,
1: they set up a thing between you and the exit. (laughs) Right. And and thus began the uh, exit through the gift shop. Exit the church through the gift shop. Uh, But yeah, they took off really uh, in a big way. Um, Orson Welles used one very famously in Citizen Kane, uh, at the end when that snow globe uh, breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious now if they made the Saint Eligius Hospital one. Oh yeah, for Thank the you. end of Saint Elsewhere. Man,
0: that's a great question.
1: I got to look that up. But Irwin too took over after World War II and said, you know what? We're doing great with these religious globes, but uh, snow means Christmas. Christmas means snow. Why don't we start putting Santa Clauses in there and Christmas trees and snowmen, and they did, and then it became really heavily associated with Christmas. And they are pumping out uh, with about thirty employees about two hundred thousand of these still every year.
0: hmm. And they're they're all like made by hand. They're hand painted. Um, again, they're like really well made. Mm-hmm. Um, early on, though, um, they became like an American phenomenon. Like America said, these are ours. Snow gloves are American from now on. By about the mid twentieth century, I believe, um, and they actually became like a like a go to souvenir in the uh, post war boom, where people started traveling around, um, where they started making you know better highways and all that, and Americans just started driving around. And one of the reasons why that was um, able to happen was thanks to innovations in plastic.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, plastic changed everything for good and bad. And they found out, you know, you're always looking for the perfect um, particulate, I guess, mm-hmm. to act as the snow. Because what you don't want is to shake this thing up. And if you've ever seen a had a cheap snow globe, and I had plenty of those growing up, trust me. Sure. Uh, if you shake that thing up and the snow's on the ground in 15 seconds, you're really not getting that sense of awe and wonder that you're looking for. No. You want it to stay... Uh, floating around and over the years they experimented with different types of matter uh, to use in there and I, I think theirs is a uh theirs is a trade secret right that's the impression i have yes that they're not letting anyone know but it's some sort of wax or and or plastic
0: mm-hmm. okay and apparently theirs are so well made that their snowfalls can last two minutes after you shake it up. Two minutes. By halfway through that, you'd be like, okay, enough yeah. <laughs> already. You check my phone. I don't need to be delighted any longer. You know?
1: I'm going to get one of these. This has inspired me. I'm going to get a, a genuine Erwin uh, Austrian snow globe. Pertsy. Well, Erwin er- is the first name, I guess. Right, We're, sure. we're, we're, <laughs> we're pretty tight. <laughs> oh Yeah, I guess so.
0: You're on a first name basis. You call him Percy. I'll call him Ernie the Third. Um, So, Chuck, I think we've reached the end of this holiday-centric short stuff, don't you? I do. Well, Jingle Bells, out of here.
2: Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.